So all I gotta do, George, is protect these jewels and make sure no one steals them? That's right, Lenny. I could do that. Okay, I sit here and I watch him. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, Lenny. I'm gonna go get a cup of coffee. You stay right there. Wait, what's that? Taped on the box. Says, warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, psychopathic criminal mind cross-dressers, magical girl-inspired thieves, conflicted priests, young boys with the power over the police, a holy mission to right wrongs, and the mysterious gas known as MW. Listen to this question is advised. Hey, where did it go? episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and vetting reviews about Kentucky enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, buongiorno, and what's up? And I am co-host Liesl, saying hello. Yay, Liesl is back. Huzzah. Don't worry, I'm not dead yet. I hope you're not dead yet. I mean, I don't have my necromancy license yet, so I can't bring you back. And Ray's would be mad. He'd want to bring you back, and then, you know, I yeah. won't be able to. Well, we could. No, no. No, wait, but... No, never mind. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, this isn't Yu Yu Hakusho. We can't go to the spirit realm and get you back. Or we can't go to get all the Dragon Balls from Namek and wish you back. Or we can't go to one of the clamp worlds and have you resurrected in exchange for something. I, I really don't know what Raze would give up. What would he give up in exchange to bring you back? I don't know. Hmm. We can ask him next time. Yes. When he comes back. He'll be back, and we can talk about lots of happy things. Yes. This is the Marg Show, and remember you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparker.com. You can email us at zansparker.com. And leave We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on lots of social media sites. We're on Amazon at amazon.com forward slash shop forward slash spark. And anything you buy goes to us so we can buy new and shiny things for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, it kind of looks like we need it. Not going to lie. But anyway, we're... Well, we can talk about that later. Yes, we can. So, yes, we're here to talk about mangas, and there's so many interesting things. And this episode, we have a very interesting and unique thing connecting our mangas. Each of them involves 
faith in a weird sort of way. One is kind of happy. Not happy, it's kind of interesting. And the other one is more lost faith. Yeah, you better be talking. That that one was yours. This one is like, this is this is giving up faith. This is... Yeah, it's, it's about it's, it's about faith and about crime. And about gay sex. Lots of gay sex. Mine, not so much. Mine, more about the unrequited love of a young girl and other things like that. And one is very special because it's an entry in our greatest thing ever. And one of our big things. Because here at Sparkin, we don't have a lot of... Tradi- well, you have a bunch of traditions. What the fuck am I talking about? We do a lot of stuff. We have the Wheel of Manga, the Dodecahedra Manga. We have theme months. We have the Jojo Bizarre Adventure Experience. We have all of the panels we do, like the Insane Manga Challenge, all the times we're at Comic-Con, our con reviews, all stuff. And this is one of our other things we do. Like, you know, we do our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure reviews. Oh, we have our Going to Guy stuff. We have our Kazuo Koike stuff. And we have, well, the episodes where we talk about that man himself. Yes, we're talking about Osamu Tezuka, god of manga. According to Aaron and Noah, he is the center of the universe for manga, which is true. Without him, we wouldn't have the Disney look in manga. Yeah, we really wouldn't. He's the one that originated that. We would have just all looked like old school Gekiga, you know, where it's just the wood paneling and everyone looks angry all the time and none of the cuteness. <laughs> That's a funny face. Sorry. You, know, you wouldn't have some of the gags. You wouldn't have any of the things that he set up. Even though he was not human, we're pretty sure he was a robot or an alien. I mean, who in their right mind would stay up 23 hours a day drawing manga upon manga upon manga? Hey. And get most of it done. Except for his life's work, which is what he's not famous for. But hey, I mean, if you love something that much and you don't want to let it go, you just keep doing it. Yes, and if you remember from the last couple of times we reviewed him, we reviewed a lot of his fun. No, so the episodes that we reviewed, so so out of Osama Tezuka's vast, I'm talking vast library of work, we've covered one of his greatest series, his medical drama inspired by his the fact that he's a doctor for Blackjack. We've inspired his most popular and beloved series. Actually. Yep, Tetsuan Atom, which is a, a very fun series. We've even reviewed some of his more female protagonists in Aieko and Princess Knight. Both series which are just... Well, one was almost romantic at heart, and the other one... As Ed would say, pretty fucked up. Ed loves it, though. That's why he got it for Vertical Link. Yeah. And speaking of Vertical Link, he's apparently a fan that he's getting another... Well, he's, well, he's done with Tezuka stuff, like, which is shame, but... We, no. Hopefully... But we can find him in other places. Yeah, I know. Just we gotta get Buddha and message to Adolf and Dororo. Then I know the other ones are gonna happen, so we'll do it. Eventually we'll do it, but... In today we're going to be reviewing, or you're going to be reviewing, because we'll start this off right with you, and then we'll go up on a high note. Yeah, they're really, really depressing. You're really screwed up. But we're talking about a manga that Tezuka made in big comics back in the 70s. 76 and 78, to be precise. That's huge. And it's a seven series that was inspired by Gekiga. Now, for those who don't remember, Gekiga is, was the style that was created when they realized that comics didn't have to just be for kids. In the 50s, they said, well, it makes something more for adults. And you had all those things like Abandoned in the Old Tokyo, stuff like that. This was Tezuka's response saying, hey, those upstarts, they think they can do stuff for adults. I can do stuff for adults. And he surpassed their work because he's Tezuka. That, that's about it. He's just, he's just Tezuka. That's the reason why he's so awesome. And there are three volumes of this, but on the plus side. I got the copy. That's one big volume. 
Yes, and not the one released terribly by uh, one of the other companies. This was released by who? Oh, my dear friend Ed, a.k.a. Vertical Line. A.k.a. at MangaCast, <laughs> a.k.a. at Vertical underscore Ed. Ed Chavez. Hooray, Ed! Oh, we... And this one is known as... Well, you like to call it Moo. I call it N.W. Well, the pronunciation in Japanese is Moo. Okay, it's N.W. Very much okay. in English. M. W. Well, Romaji, whatever. Uh, Moo, N.W., Moo, Moo W. There you go. Whatever. Now, if you could describe the manga in one sentence. <laughs> one sentence. I was just like, oh, this is going to be hard. Um, a depressing kind of a destruction of the brain, which causes a lot of death. That's interesting. That's a good, that's a good way to do it. I would say it is a pioneer in the manga world for senin and also unapologetic homosexual relationships. No, it's apologetic. It's unapologetic. No, it was pretty good about that. At one point, there was a part of the story that could have, you know, been popped out, but the person's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, it's, uh, it's explicit, and it's back in the, in the 70s, this is very unapologetic. It's it's in your face. It's Yeah, there's a lot of nudity. Not yeah. going on. I'm looking at a naked person right now. And then we flip through. Ha ha! Naked. Ha ha! Naked. Na oh, gay sex. What's that? <laughs> yeah, a lot of it. It's This is the president of the series, and it's also just a very... It's a series about paranoia, about insanity, and about manipulative, criminally insane bankers. Sure. Yes. Yes. You're saying it's, he's not criminally insane? Not criminally insane. I'm... Fortunately insane. He's criminally insane. Though. He's a pretty face. <laughs> no. Wolf's Ram is a pretty face. Yeah, no, he was a pretty face too. No, but he's also got a pretty because he's a womanizer. He's a womanizer. No, he is a manipulator. Yuki's a womanizer to serve his own ends. Yes. He has plans upon plans upon plans. I don't even know how he got this far. Like I followed perfectly fine, and I'm like, how the hell does somebody do this? Like they plan this out. And this is months upon months upon that's, months. That's why planning. he's criminally insane. He's to be a supervillain if he has superpowers. Yeah, true. So, you're probably wondering, who's this Yugi guy? And what do you mean he has plans upon plans about plans? Well, there's two main characters to this, and he's one of them. So. What is the manga about? It's about Michio. We'll call him Michio, since that is his first name. You don't really know about that until the piece of the book. It's talking about Michio and his uh, best buddy there, Faligara. Or, yeah, Faligara. We're going to call him Father Gara, because that's how, what I've been reading about. Well, he's, he's a priest. He's a Catholic priest. And we all know Catholic priests aren't allowed to marry or have sex. Essentially, and especially not with another man or the same gender. So. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> None of the news talks about the fact that a lot of them have become... Anyway. And, yeah, they, they've... They've done this now, so. Yeah, they've completely destroyed the entire, uh, which is kind of, but anyway, we're not going to get into a theological debate about um, the the old guard, new guard, this episode. So it's yeah. about these two guys. Who, um, I don't really want to say they grew up together, because they first met on an island, kind of bone, and then saw something, I'm not going to tell you what, 
Well, that's the that's the one thing you do have to bring up is that oh, is fact to. is that. But it's so like like you don't even see it happening. But, All right, fine. I'll but say it's it. mentioned early on. They both experience a tragic event. Yes. And Very because good. of this, this tragic event shapes their life for their role. This shapes the rest of their life. And it's not like they can kind of separate each other or separate from each other because they really can't. Like, you, um, Michio a bunch of times says, "You and me are like tied. You cannot. You, you can't get rid of me. No matter how hard you try, you just can't get rid of me. If you try to, I'm gonna step in whatever thing that you're trying to stop me from, and I'm gonna rip it apart." Because Michio is crazy. Yeah, he's batshit insane. He's an extortionist. He's a murderer. He's a kidnapper. Rapist. Rapist. He's a banker. Womanizer. Manonizer, if you call it like that, I guess. He manipulates everybody to get his own ends. Yes. And what are his ends? Do I have to say the ending? No, I don't really want to say the ending. No. It's kind of like... It's a really sadistic type thing. It's like Adolf Hitler's plan on steroids. Yes. Kind of. Yes. And it all has to deal with the eponymous MOO, or the MW. Yes. It could be, I mean, once the person said it means military weapon, some person means it means mass something. We don't know. Mass but it's... Waste, I don't know. No, but the thing is, though, it's a, it's, it's a weapon. It's technically a chemical weapon. So. And it's it's driven him criminally insane, and for some reason, Gara. Well, I think it was because he was taller. Because when they were on the island, when they were little, he was taller. Gara was taller, or Michio yeah, was no, taller. No, Gara was taller. So then how come he wasn't affected? Because it was so different. Oh, maybe we don't know. Maybe Gara wasn't Gari was infected, and we don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why he joined the club. Because hey, and it's not just because of what he said. Mm-hmm. There you go. We don't know, but the point is, it's the story of these two men and the circumstances that lead to their ultimate demise. Don't really like it's demise. Really, yeah, it's, it's, their ultimate, their, their inevitable destruction at the hands of this situation and their attempts to right the wrongs, imagined or real. He tries to right the wrongs. He, he Michio's just like fuck you. I want to do this. It's it's two men with a similar past and the two different paths they take and how they're trying to deal with it. Yes. There's murder, there's... As but said, they do care about each other. You can't say they don't. They really do. I think Gari cares more about Michio than Michio cares about Gari. He did have the choice of killing him at one point, but he didn't. Because, I mean, for everybody else, Mr. Whiskers, he was trying to kill Mr. Whiskers. Remember that. But Mr. Whiskers kind of back, that little whole thing backfired. And Mr. Whiskers, I'm just going to call him Mr. Whiskers, but like, he kind of like, you know, he was just a small part. And he was about to be killed. By a guard, it was a really big deal. Like, Michio was really pissed off that he's doing this. He could have just, you know, killed him, but he didn't. So. Well, also, Mr. Whiskers, a.k.a. Uh, bon Sari, from the cast system who's been in every single thing possible... He's kind of a jerk in most of the things he did, so I can see why well, Michio was trying to kill No, him. he's not really a jerk, though, in this one. Because he was just kind of like, hey, I have this paper from this reporter, I have to give it to you. And then he's walking home, and then a dog bites his ass off. <laughs> like, bites his ass off and he runs away, it's kind of comical. It's a little bit of those... Well, actually, that's the thing. A lot of Tesla good humor is missing from this. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no. That was pretty funny. And then, like, you know, two seconds later, he burned the dog alive. 
Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a compared to a lot of the other stuff, it is pretty dark. It's, you don't have a lot of the Tezuka, the the comedy. It's just this is the first of his darker stuff where it's just it lets you down slowly. It kind of like makes you want to crawl in a hole and die, but not like you know fast. It's like you have to keep going back and reading and reading, and then just slowly crawl in. So. so do you think you could read in one shot? I did actually. I, I mean, not in one technical shot like all day because I obviously. But, I mean, one. Life. Could you do? I know, but could you read it all in one day, or is this one you have to take breaks from? Um, personally, I could read this all in one day, but for the sake of all listeners, don't do it. Don't do it because you will be kind of scarred and confused. So just take your time if you actually get this book and read it. It's really worth it if you just take your time with it. So. It's well, actually, I think it's a more contemplative that you need it because you need those breaths of fresh air, those moments where you have to get away from it because it is rather dark. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't want to say it's the Holocaust. <laughs> book version, no, 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 that's Message Holocaust. to Adolf. That's his other book. Okay. <laughs> well, no, it's it's pretty, it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't know what to really associate it with. It's just, it is a dark book, like Zan is saying. And, like I said, just take your time with it. You know, you're not in a rush to read this. It's not going anywhere. It's on page. Just take your time. Read it. Don't read it in front of other people. Definitely don't read it in front of other people. Actually, <laughs> I made that mistake. Actually, is it one of the ones you could show to adults? Yeah. Um, what I mean by adults is not a kid's manga. It's yeah, right. it's not a kid's manga, but I wouldn't show it to some of the um, older adults that are more traditional. I would show it to the more recent adults that are just getting in life that really don't mind the stuff, some of the stuff that's happened in this book. But then again, like, if it's a mature adult that really doesn't have time for some of the stuff that happens, no. no. It's very explicit. You just need to figure out what's going on. And then you decide who you want to show it to. So. I think the mystery aspect would be compelling to, to some adults. To read. It's, a, it is a, it's a graphic novel that works well, there's a live-action movie that takes the whole premise, and that's it's a interesting, compelling premise. It's just it's twisted. Yeah, and um, the whole thing with the mystery, like you just said, the mystery goes on. You don't know what's going on. Like you, you feel like you know what's going on, what he's gonna do, and then he just tells you, "All right, I'm gonna do this," and that's like closer to the end of the book, more like three fourths into the book. He tells you what he's going to do, but like the whole entire time, like what, what, why are they doing this? What, what is the story about? I mean, I get it, this happened, but why is he doing this? What is happening? Does he want to kill this person that he keeps on mentioning, or does he not? I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. And then three fourths, he's just like, lately, I'm doing this, whatever. Yeah. So, oh, there it is, right there. So, art style. Very adult, not childish. Not compared to like, we'll say, right? Boy, Asher Boy is missing. But compared to let's pull out Blackjack, what do you think? Similar, different. Oh yeah, no. Um, I would say very similar, actually. Looking at this, but um, a little bit more detailed, if you would. Let me show you something from Blackjack, and you tell me if it's still detailed. Um, is that? That is. Well, hello there. Uh, yeah, I know, but like with those parts, I mean, he does have other parts. But I mean, look at this over here. Well, it's an embolism. Wow. Yeah, it's an embolism. I know, but you're looking at this. You can see the grass. You can see the bloodstains. You can see all the people. They all they all look different. I mean, like. You can see the grass, you can see the depth within the story. It's just a little bit, yeah, it is similar. It's extremely similar because it's the art style, but it's a little bit more. 
it's him not being as as lighthearted. There you go. It's him going like as we said more towards the Gekiga style, which is mm-hmm. more realistic, more dark, more detailed, and more just WTF. Yep. Like, yep. Compared to the elements you've read, better, worse, or the same. Um, I don't know. Because each one's been different. Uh, the... Yes, each one is definitely different. Like I said, Celtic Skelter was about a supermodel. And the style, that was a Jose style yeah, completely. Yeah, Jose style, so it was more for women. And this one, I would feel like this is more for men. Like I said, just like Wolfstrom. But... Wolfsmund is more... Wolfsmund's more... Well, it's more clean, because it's see, it's computer, it's not done by hand. This is done by hand. Yeah, so... This one, you've got the detail, and I would suggest... I don't know. I actually, I really like this one, because... Maybe like three fourths, no, one fourth in the book. I really got into it. I really did like this one though. This so, one out of our five point ratings, what would you give it? MW Moo, what would you give it? Uh, borrow, borrow from a friend, but don't give it back. So, it's good, but not great. So, what dropped it down? Um, I don't know. I just like, it was just a little confusing at one point, um, and what was happening, especially closer towards here. Uh, if you don't know what here is, you'll have to read the book. But um, at one point, you're just like, why Why is this happening? Why is she doing this? She shouldn't be doing this. Why is he still leading her on and that kind of stuff? So, oh, okay. Like, that kind of confused me. That, like, she she really was no ploy, plot to the story. Gary already gave up on her, so. So, would, so you recommend this, you said, to pretty much... Young, older adults, not young no, kids. No, no. If you are like sixteen, don't like it says sixteen and plus on the back somewhere. Yeah, age of sixteen and plus. I would suggest you start reading um, something a little less dark, and then you progress into this. But like, if you're, you know, you don't have time, you're in your mid twenties, and maybe in your like, I don't know, twenties or so. Yeah, you're pretty young, but you're not like forty. But you can still be forty to read. I'm not saying if you're forty, you can't. But I'm just saying like. I would suggest yeah, it's towards... here. It's bitch slap you. I would suggest it for men, definitely men. If you're a woman and you want to read it, go ahead. If you like it, I'm not going to judge. I'm not here to judge what you like, but I gear it more towards men just because I feel like it's just okay. more of a man's book. So okay. And I feel awkward saying that because I mean anybody could read this book. I read it. I'm not a man, but then again, I have hey, saying. Hey, that works. It, 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 it's, it's just it's just for a mature a mature audience mm-hmm. as opposed to a young kid. Mm-hmm. Now, compared to Twisted Dark, which you read. Oh, more, Twisted Dark. <laughs> more, you think this is more mature? Um, Actually, I'd say they're about the same. Uh, well, okay. Twisted Dark is, um, we're still looking for the books, um, which we are doing. Don't worry. Uh, but the stories that we did read... I mean, one was a little like, okay, I felt like I saw that coming, didn't really need to do that, but I still liked the ending. And then the other one was kind of like, whoa, what? So. Those are more, more, I don't know, this seems more, what, compared to Twisted Dark, this is more, well, one is more plausible. Because mm-hmm. this is like, yeah, it's, it's, it's something, seems, yeah, Twisted Dark is more plausible. That could happen. That's probably happening. Well, Twisted like Darks, they seem a little more cartoonishly evil. Like, it's just gone to that nth degree, and this is more. Yeah, that's more of a comic book, and this is more like a manga. Like a, yeah, well, so. 
I think that compared the protagonist from Twisted Dark versus Michio, Michio is more sinister. Yes, Michio is definitely more sinister. Don't get me wrong, if you read this book, you will see why. Like, if you've read Twisted Dark and you're shot nodding your head no, you're like, no, what are you saying? You're stupid. Just read this and you will know what I am saying. Trust me. And I still say we have a disagreement with the twist ending. It's a twist. It's supposed to be a twist. That's why they're called Twisted Dark. Not Twisted Dark. <laughs> oh no, the twist ending over here. Okay, yeah, no. We have a little dis disagreement there. Yes, and I follow the wiki page. The wiki page. <laughs> yep. I definitely know it. I'm not going to say what happens, but I definitely know I think it's the other person. The person in the frame is, is just as crazy as the character you think he is. No. Because they put it, the person that we're talking about was already like put in depth more towards the end of the book. What happened with him and all that kind of stuff. They separated. They didn't really know each other anymore for a long time. He was more of an actor now. A interesting actor. So. Or maybe they were in both in on it. Damn you, Zan! Damn it! No, about it. I don't. No, I don't think so. Because where... if he really was in on it, if he really, really, really was in on it, how would he be able to? Oh my god! What if think about the fact. That, oh what, what 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 did he do halfway through it? He was he was acting? He was because they've got that womanish look. Do it. And but wanted. Shut up, Sam! Damn it! Oh, I'm so mad you just did that. Oh, damn it. Well, that's up to interpretation of who is who and what. I'm leaving. This is done. Done. No. Leaving. Imagine you did that. And Lethal storms out because she's upset. It's okay. It's okay. Who's We'll agree to disagree on the situation. If it is, just it may be most likely you're right. But I'm so mad he took that to his death. I'm so mad he took that to his death. Hmm. Hey, don't blame him. Blame the cancer. Yes. Unfortunately, Blackjack was not a is not a real person. Otherwise, he would have cured Tezuka. Tezuka would still be alive to this day, making manga. A moment of silence. All right. So now we're bummed out. Yep. So now let's go happy. Hooray for happy. Mm. And what are we going to be talking about, Zen? This one is fun. Okay, so... Oh, I see something happy. Yes, this is happy, happy, happy. This is a manga, which is going to bring us up a little bit because it's a shoujo manga. Whoa. So we're going from adult man to <laughs> young female. And this oh, one, more importantly than that, is made by Tachikawa Megumi, who actually, back in the, in the 90s, she actually was nominated for a New Face Manga Award because she's that good. Because she was a rising star. What has she done since then? A lot of one-shots and this. And this series is a little bit different. It's one of her more popular series. Because this one has an anime series. Wow, anime. Yes, it has an anime moves. Hooray! Hey, anime. Moo had the live action. You know what? I do want to watch that. Ed, like Ed says it's meh. Meh. Well, books, like, like I said before, text is always better than the actual movie. Mm, true. But, well, some some are. Some are better. That's the issues like with The Watchmen. The Watchmen, a lot of people say the movie's better than the book. 
I wouldn't know. But, so she worked with Kodansha, and they released this. They gave it to Stu Levy, who we love so much from Tokyo Pop, to release this in English. So it's not really easy to come by because Tokyo Pop no longer exists. And this came out in 1995 to 1996, and it's a romance series. It's a Kaito series, like we haven't talked about in a long time. Those who don't remember, Kaito is Phantom Thieves. Typically, perfect example is Tuxedo Mask or Man of Many Faces. They're the gentleman thief or gentlewoman thief who wears the mask, usually has a top hat or a cane or cape, and they, they do mischievous crimes for the betterment or worsenment of humanity. And this one has seven volumes, and it is a Magical Girl series. Hooray, Magical Girl series. Anyway. Danny, who's that? So... This is called Kaito Saint Tale, or Mysterious Thief Saint Tale. This is a 24-part manga. Hooray, 24 parts! And actually, it was supposedly broadcast on ABC back in the day. Hooray, ABC! In English, there's also video games for the Game Gear and for the Sega Saturn. video games! And according to the summary of Stu Levy's Tokyo Pop books, it says it's Robin Hood meets Sailor Moon. Hooray, Robin Hood and Sailor Moon! They had babies. <laughs> Not really. Because here's the press. It's about this girl named Mimi. Or Meme. She is 14 years old at St. Paulia's private school. And she is just... A typical girl does her thing, and her best friend, Sarah, has the best job ever. She's a nun in training. Ah, so imagine that your classmate says, I have to leave now and I have to do my nun work. You mean go pray and slap children on the hands with rulers? Before, it's before the slapping pictures, but she does all the nun stuff, does confessions, things like that. And what happens is that Sarah, or Sarah, what she does is she does runs a confessional. And occasionally someone comes to the confessional and says something wrong. Something horrible happened to them. For example, a little girl's upset because her daddy and mommy were having problems because this jewel that they got in the store because they were in a jewelry shop. And it's stressing them both out because they're worried about it. It's making the family come apart. And what would make life so much better is if this jewel disappeared. Or you have this girl who's in an arranged marriage she's in love with someone else and the whole reason why she's in an arranged marriage is that her family's pushing her into it and the one thing that's important to her family is this veil this really big veil that her family's gonna wear and if they wear you know and it's really important if they don't have the veil she can't get married so oh no obviously you can see where i'm going with this what do i keep talking about objects and things which if they're gone life will be better right so, she tells her friend, Mamie, and Mamie goes and takes back what the bad people have stolen, or needs to go away. Because she is the mysterious thief St. Tails, because her mother is a super criminal, Hooray! and her father is a magician. Hooray! So, Mommy wants her to become an evil thief. Daddy wants her to become a magician, so she's combined the two to become a superhero. Um, what? I know, it sounded superhero. <laughs> what? How did you get a criminal and a magician together to make a super... What? Yes, she becomes a super thief. Who, oh, okay. who saves the day by stealing stuff. And what happens is that she does this, and the first time she does it, there's a guy who's ripping off a family, and she steals the thing which needs to be stolen to save the day. 
And when she does this, the police show up. Uh-oh. And there's this kid who's the son of the big wig. His name is Asuka Jr. Never mind the fact that Asuka's a girl's name. And he's a jerk. And he doesn't realize that the girl in his class who he picks on is the same girl as the girl with the huge ponytail that just robbed this guy. Uh-huh. And he makes it his mission. Because his father is a detective and he's a super detective that he's going to catch St. Tail and save the day. Not realizing that the girl right next to him is St. Tail. You're a very bad detective, my And St. Tail, to stop it off, she leaves because of him insulting her un- unintentionally. She ends up leaving notes for him before a cry. Like says, like one time he falls asleep and he wakes up and she wrote on his face in mirror writing, so reverse writing, I'm going to be stealing this object at this time. Try and catch me. St. Tail. At first she doesn't realize like, Huh? Or she leaves a balloon, or the one time that she doesn't leave a message for him, he gets really upset, like, she must have someone else. I don't understand this. So it's this unrequited love, and as you can guess, it's very formulaic. It is, person comes to Sarah, or Sarah has some reason she has to have Saint Tail go save the day. Saint Tail goes to commit the crime, Oscar Jr. is waiting for him, and then Saint Tail uses some magical thing to get out of it. She'll make a balloon appear, or she'll do this. It's very similar to Man of Many Faces, except that the romance isn't between a kindergartner and a third grader. This is more... Spit it out. Sam, come on, spit it out. You got it, you got it, man. Come on, come on, come on, age groups. Come on, you got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. It's what it is. It's okay. it's it's a magical girl series. It is what it is, and people want to dress up as Saint Tail and use your magic and say her catchphrase, which is, Saint Tail's catchphrase is, it's showtime. She does what she's going to show up. She's gonna, like, it's showtime. And like I said, she pretty much uses theatrics to get what she's doing. Like, she'll pull out a top hat and balloons will come out. And the balloons will disguise what she's looking for. She'll pull out a bunch of cards. And the cards will poop everywhere and you can't find the object you're looking for. And she's an acrobat. But here's the cool part. It's a Magical Girl series, right? Yes. She's not a Magical Girl. What? She has no real magic. She Aww. uses stage magic. Aww. So it's all illusions. No, and Asuka Jr. is a jerk. But, either way, the manga is weird. Also, there is, as with all Magical Girl series, a mascot. And this mascot is a pet hedgehog. Okay, and what? he's brown. And he's, and he's halfway in the manga series, he shows up. Pretty much, he has a black ribbon and he says, cute. Is he as awesome as Kirobus or Kirochan from Cardcaptor Sakura? No, because Kirochan's awesome. Because gotcha. he talks. Gotcha. Point is that Ruby is, or as, as the hedgehog, is useless. Just it's a hedgehog. It's not an anthropomorphic thing. It's just a stupid hedgehog. B is just a, a hedgehog with a black ribbon. That's her assistant. It's yep. not. <sighs> Overall, honestly, art style is 90s tastic. Hooray, 90s Tastic! Sorry, 90s Shoujo Tastic. Hooray, It's pretty. Shoujo. I can picture it in blue and, and pink and all cute colors. The style, it's... Honestly, it's not for me. I've read things like Sailor Moon. I've read other Magical Girl series, and this one... Mm. Okay, so what's your rating, then? I'm going to have to give this a gift for me crazy on Muriel. Okay, but forgettable. 
it's just another Magical Girl series. It's interesting the fact that, yes, she has stage magic instead of real magic. She has to think her way out of problems. And Oscar Jr. is obsessed with her, like with all series, that's her rival. But, honestly, there are so many better female thieves. Just go to our Thieves in Manga panel to hear about half of them. I mean, Fujiko is a hundred times better than this girl. She's got big tits. She also steals more. That has big boobs. And she has, boobs. And she has a boobs. boxing glove in her JJ. Boobs. Hey, I said boxing glove in the JJ. Beat that. vagina. Boobs. Okay, boobs. Boobs! She got the biggest boobs, though. I have to show you I could, obviously. Well, you know, that one was pretty bad, too. The, uh, the review that I did a couple... No, Long no. Ikin is worse. Ikin is worse. That's something that this manga is, but it's also a 14 year old girl. So you can't really do much. She doesn't have boob shit. So, anyway, before we get into something weird. Okay, we're getting. Anyway, back to back to the topic on hand because. And we're not going to get into a Sekiro rant again. No more Sekiro for you then. No, 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 no. After that meltdown. Well, anyway. As I said, it's okay. It's decent. It's not bad. That's all I'm going to say. Check out our panel with the other place and Blark. So, I guess it's that time we've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only... Wheel of Manga! Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on what we're going to do is we're going to spin this Wheel of Manga. Whenever a number it lands, and that's what we're going to be reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. We've got some really good titles on here. I mean, some of the stuff we got, we got some classic horror titles, we got some classic action titles, we have some things which are about sexy time, and we even have something which is about cross-gender species. It's not erotica, but it's something like that. And then we have something which is uberly popular, which so many of you have been demanding that we review. So let's spin and see what reviewing in the next episode. Number five. So... Guess the next episode you're gonna be reviewing. Mari Vito. Yay! You get to read about Prince being helped by a ghost thing. Let me spin and see what I'm reviewing in the next episode. Okay, it said it. What is it? Um, what are you doing? So, in the next episode, all of your prayers have been answered and asked because I'm reviewing a series which is really popular among us adults and it's really uberly violent, yet it's for five year olds. I don't know fucking why. So, in the next episode. So, all of you three dimensional gear wearers, be praised. Shingeki no Kyojin is the next thing I'm reviewing. Yep, Attack on Titan. So, guess that's it for this episode. Alright, we'll see you guys later. Catch you guys next time, and we are Gonsville. Remember to email us, spygamegmail.com.
くそうと信じてはまた傷ついて立ちすくんでその場所で永遠へと続く光を I'm not afraid.